Hello, everybody, and welcome to TT Podcast episode number nine. I'm Brandon, and I am joined today by Nam. Hello. And Prem Aka Prince, otherwise known as Prince. Hey there. How's it going today, guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, just sort of enjoying some pretty nice weather. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's a pretty good time for the site. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going fine. There's been a lot of terrible, terrible weather lately. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> We've it's had like... Hot. It's been awful. Hot and muggy, like 90, 100 one. degree weather. Hang on a second. Sunny weather uh, and, and you guys are calling it bad weather. I don't know. Yes, that is horrible weather. It is the worst kind of weather. I see. Yeah, the air isn't moving. It's like 90, 100 degrees, really humid, and the air isn't moving at all. It's been really bad. Um, I'm in but, the cold uh, so part of England. <laughs> so, yeah. The cold part of England, that, that's what we call England. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the part I would like. I like it like 70, 70 degrees, breezy and wet. So, uh, Prince, what do you do on the site? Uh, so I am, for, for a number of years now, I've been on the walkthrough team, um, working with Nom and particularly uh, Dave to um, mm-hmm. get a few walkthroughs out here and then. We've got a small team, but I'd say we're all pretty uh, focused and we have our different specialities. So uh, it's worked quite well. Um, more recently, I've joined the NewsHounds team. Um, mm-hmm. On that side, I'm uh, writing a few articles. I've had a, a few um, a few bursts and a few slow spots, but um, it's, it's a really good team uh, there, a larger team, of course, um, on the NewsHounds and loads of people with different styles. Um, so I, sometimes I'm uh, approving articles and sometimes um, writing them and a lot of the time reading them. That's for sure. So Yeah. Uh, when I first started, I remember um, Cindy and Punky were talking about how vicious they were with a grammar stick. You are much more so. You are very good with the grammar stick. Just trying to, you know, do what I can uh, to, to help the teams. Yeah, make us not sound like uh, Neanderthals. It's appreciated. <laughs> uh, now, I think rather than Neanderthals, you might want to go with troglodytes, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just a few housekeeping bits to start out with. Um, we finally started up with our new YouTube video team. Um, you may have already seen a couple of first impression videos. They did um, one for the uh, Telltale Batman, um, Lock Life. Uh, so you'll, you'll start seeing more and more content as things start going. I'm actually on the team myself, so you might hear my dulcet tones at one point or another. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit more on reviews, hopefully. Um, but keep your eyes open for that. It, it'll be showing up on the main page. Um, the site is having some scanner issues at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something funky going on, and Rich has been talking to Sony and trying to get it sorted out. Um, there is an article that goes a little bit more in depth. You'll probably just want to check that out. Um, but right now we're kind of in a holding pattern, but hopefully it should be fixed soon. Um, Gamescom is coming up this week. So we're going to have probably a bunch of news on the homepage. So keep up with that, but don't expect anything too big because no, nobody is actually at Gamescom for the most part. Sony's not there. Microsoft's not there. Nintendo's not there. People will be showing games that show up on the platforms, but there's no like big press conferences or anything like so- that. So, who is actually there then? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like 
a lot of the third parties and stuff uh, are going to be there. I think, you know, like Microsoft and Sony might have some stuff there. Like they're going to be showing um, different games. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like Gears of War was there. No Man's Sky was there. But it's not going to be like a press conference. It's just going to be like the same on the floor stuff that was at E3 would be my guess. Um, So I wouldn't expect a whole lot of big news from the, you know, from Sony or whoever. Um, But there's probably going to be a bunch of little news from indie devs, especially, you know, Europe based indie devs, because, you know, all the U.S. stuff is taken care of. Um, That goes to E3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any any of the bigger Teams probably made it to E3, especially the U.S.-based teams, the North American-based teams, because I'm sure a lot of people from Montreal made it down. Um, yeah, it's worth noting that um, Gamescom is, um, as opposed to the American E3, Gamescom is in Cologne, Germany, so it's uh, much easier to access for the European uh, developers. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's in Cologne, Germany, and uh, it's actually open to the public, which is pretty cool. Um for for some people, I hear it's kind of a nightmare if you happen to be there on official press business because mm-hmm. there's just swarms of people. And just for comparison, I think it's like five times larger than E3 in terms of just scale and how many like convention goers actually show up. Yikes. It's just it's ginormous, like 300,000 people or something absurd like that. Um, so it's a huge show. <laughs> um it's it's certainly worth something it's worth paying attention to a lot of people refer to it as like the european e3 or the big e3 so um, we uh, also have whoops some kids upstairs are messing about god damn it kids <laughs> kids cut the one. crap stop playing i know Jeez, we love kids but i can't speak, I- speak for we yeah i was gonna say i can't speak for everybody i guess um, we do Just have a couple of lost. Yes, they can be the worst. I actually, so in my day job, I work in a mall, um, and I work literally two doors down from like the kids play area. And it's this giant, like play area with like 30 kids at any given moment and people screaming constantly. And it's, terrible. Oh dear. It's an eventually you. Yeah, eventually you just kind of like block it out a little bit. But every now and then you get a kid that's just like off the wall and screaming like crazy or that doesn't want to leave and is screaming bloody murder. It's awful. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, we do have some uh, site upgrades on going on right now. Um, if you uh, also pay attention to TA, these are a lot of things that Rich has been doing on TA. He did his hackathon for a week and put a bunch of new features on the site from the wish lists. Um, so he had five sort of six updates for TA. Most, if not all of them, are on TT right now. Um, and he is going to be writing an article about all the functionality and what you can do and how you go about doing it. Um, but we just thought we'd go through it real quick just so you know what's going on. Um, there's some upgrades to the to-do list. Um, you can add trophies randomly by difficulty. So like you add trophies randomly and it's going to pop up and you can do like, you know, common or easy achievements, you know, say five of those and 10 medium achievements and a couple of hard achievements. And it'll just pick randomly trophies. I know a few people that have taken to, uh, adding random trophies to their to-do list. Um, it's apparently quite a good way to to sort of motivate you to go through some of the games that you haven't played in a while. Yeah. I mean, it it can, uh, 
get rid of that uh, stack of shame a little bit. Hopefully, make up uh, some room on the uh, your bean dive if you were doing the bean dive, um, or if you just happen to like sit down one day and you're just like, I've got all this crap and I don't know what to play. Exactly. It's a pretty good way of uh, of figuring out something to play and just be like, I'm just going to let the computer decide. And I'm going to go and play whatever it is. Um, so you can do that. Um, it also has some new um, filters, so you can you know, clear out, like if you are a pro member, you can have so many things on your to-do list. So it helps you clear it out and just focus on, say you want a bunch of easy achievements, trophies, whatever. Um, and that way you can clear it up and take a look at those. Um, we've got, this one's kind of a small one on your profile page. If you're in any leaderboards, any custom leaderboards, um, on the far right hand corner, it'll tell you what, which percentile you are in. So if you're like in the, you know, first percentile, you are like really at the top of that board. If you're in the lower half, you're not doing as great. Um, it's a nice feature, uh, just a little extra on that's, the site. Yeah. That's one of those ones where I, as soon as I saw it, it's, you kind of think, well, I, why didn't I think of that? Cause that's so, it seems right. so intuitive. It's just kind of like a no duh. That's really yeah. kind of an obvious thing idea. to have. Yeah. Um, just like uh, rating games, you can now rate DLC packs by going to the DLCs page. So as long as you've played it, you can rate it just like a game. Um, game sessions now have a way of setting your availability. So when you go into the settings for game sessions, you can check off like various time ranges. So like if you're always available from 9 a.m. to noon on Tuesdays, you can check those off and you can do a search based on that. So that way you only come up with, yeah, only come up with certain game sessions, which I don't know if that's as big for us. TA does like bonkers numbers on game sessions like a third of the entire site has used game sessions at some point and most people have used numerous game sessions um but if you haven't checked them out this is a good time to go and check it out um it's a great way of finding people to boost with or maybe you need help like a co-op partner or something it's an awesome way to hook up and find people that are playing the same game as you um and finally there's a wish wish list sale notification system um, I'm sure you've noticed that on the site we do uh, sale um, lists and whatever. Usually on the weekends we've get some kind of sale and we have a list of all the games that are on sale. Um, if you've got a game on your wish list, you will now get a notification. We'll send you a PM saying, hey, these games on your wish list are now on sale, which is kind of awesome. That is pretty, uh, pretty useful. Yeah, I I buy way too many games, so I don't have anything on my wish list right now. So it's not not overly useful. But well, you know, I mean, if I I, I kind of try and keep up with everything that's happening yeah. as it happens, because even if I don't have a chance to write a review about it, I still want to know what's going on. Um, so I'm I'm always buying games as they're new. I, I don't it doesn't save you a whole lot of money, but if if you're looking to save some money and still get some games, you can prioritize which games you want and we will let you know when you have a chance to save money on them which yeah, is awesome. that's good i like that yep um so that's the rather dense housekeeping list um there, there'll probably be less next week but um we do have some news to cover um we're not going to go over news for like the past two months because that's absurd 
Um, so we're just going over some of the key items that have happened over the past couple of days. So, uh, Nam, you want to take it away? Hello. Hey. There we go. Hello. Did, did uh, his talk send you to sleep? No, no. Um, I w- w- was hearing Nessie again, so I was okay. waiting. Gotcha. Um, so you want to take the news? Yep, so there has been a firmware update. Uh, firmware update 4.0. Oh, oh. It's actually, it hasn't hasn't happened yet. This is Oh, there will be a talking. firmware update, sorry. Yeah, so this, this hasn't come up yet. Um, they're talking about the new features and whatnot, and they're going to beta test it, and it's going to go live. Um, we don't know when, so... I assume the uh, right. beta test will be rolling out today. I don't know. I... I, it's one of those situations where you see the the sign up and you think, "Can I be bothered?" And uh, I didn't bother, but now I'm regressing it. I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, oh, "What a fantastic list!" Um, yeah, I'm always a little nervous to do like the beta testing because you always hear stories of people's PS4s getting bricked sure. or whatever. So I'm always a little bit nervous to like beta test the firmware that sometimes even when it's final is bricking systems. Um, but this one is like really awesome. <laughs> so um, the biggest thing is folders are coming, which is your question. Yeah, I think it's like it's probably the number two item on the list after God let us change our names. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I'm still waiting. Well, wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been what ten years now, I right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'd be nice, but people have beat that into the ground before folders are a new thing that's coming, which is great. So we'll be able to sort our games on our home pages, um, put little folders, sort games into those folders. Um, I just upgraded my hard drive, so I don't have a lot of games to sort into the folders uh, right now, but I'm well, still excited. With the, you'll add them so you can, huh? Sorry, you go ahead. You'll add them just so you sort them. Yeah, well, you know, now I'm just going to go and download them all just so I can sort them because I'm really exactly. excited. Yeah. Well, the other side of the coin is, uh, <laughs> li- uh, for the folder, I gave it away there, didn't I? <laughs> for the folder organization, yeah. library organization, in that if you have a billion yes. things that you've bought or demoed or beat it, uh, you can see, um, you can sort those out of it. So that's nice. Yeah, so it's supposed to work something like um, you, your library will only now show things that are on your system. It's not going to show things that you bought. And there's going to be a separate section of the library or something where you can like click on you know your purchases or whatever and see all of the things that you've purchased. So that way you can download them. But that's going to be a separate thing, and it's only going to show the stuff that you actually have on your PS4 right yeah. now. Make it much easier for you to choose which stuff you want to download and which stuff uh, which stuff you can leave in the library. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they also made some changes to um, the share menu and the uh, quick yeah. menu, which for those that don't know the jargon, it's the quick menu is when you hold down the um, PS jewel on your controller and that screen pops up and, you know, to turn things off or whatever that's actually only going to take up like half of the screen now and you'll be able to customize it so you'll be able to like see which of your friends are online or whatever it is that you happen to use most often um and the share menu has also 
gotten sort of the same facelift. So it'll it'll be like half of the screen. So you can still see what's going on behind yeah. you, um, which, which is fantastic. Because if you've ever played an online game, you play like Division or um, Destiny or something like that, that game still keeps going even though you've hit that button. So it's actually really cool that you'll be able to see what's going on and not like randomly die while you're sharing a picture. Yeah, I was thinking exactly that. How many times in the division I've been in somewhere completely in the middle of nowhere and um, I come back five minutes later and some wandering patrol has wiped me out. So, or say you go into the share menu yeah. and you start going through all the different stuff and you sort of take your time because you think yeah. it's paused, but now you'll see. Yeah. Now you can take your time because you will know if something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. You won't be able to do um, anything about it, but you'll know. <laughs> quickly hit buttons and cancel. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably still take like five seconds after you hit the button to close it for it to actually go away and for you to but, get control back because that's how it goes. But You'll still get shanked, oh, yeah. but at least you'll know it's coming. You can painfully watch it unfold. Uh, <laughs> now, to be fair, it, it's, um, I suppose it depends on the game and who's attacking you, but... Um, I'm I'm hoping with both of these updates and both of these changes that uh, it will be faster because one of the things I found uh, quite um, annoying about the share menu is if you want to go in and quickly save a video, uh, it takes a little bit too long to go in. So hopefully now it will come up quickly and you can just hit square and save that video. Yeah. Yeah, it can take up to like 15 seconds just to flip it open, hit the square button exactly. and flip back. Um, similarly, like... Hopefully it'll have the time on there because every now and then I just want to check the time real quick. It'd be nice to be able to check the time real quick without taking forever to do it. Like I do with the um, Xbox, which is right. nice. Yeah, which I mean, and the Xbox has always done that part really well, you know, for the most part, ever since yeah. the Blades, which was cumbersome. Hmm. But Oh, yeah, that was a pain. But yep. since then, it's been uh, fantastic for that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a few changes to trophies um the they're going to show rarity differently uh they described it as like a pyramid and like the very top of the pyramid is going to be the really rare stuff but i don't really have a visual for how that's going to work um so that could be cool could be a little bit more clear than the way it is now with the four circles Um, but the really a little bit obscure that yeah yeah it's it's really not clear at all what that is um and then You'll be able to. Well, everything's ultra rare, seemingly. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you'll also be able to um, check off uh, hidden trophies. So, if you've got a hidden trophy and you want to actually see what the text is, you actually don't have to go to a site like True Trophies to find out what ah. it is, which is fairly <laughs> fairly obvious. You should be able to just kind of see. So, it'll be set up as hidden by default. But you'll be able to like go into the trophy and actually see the description and the name and all that, which is pretty cool. I think that's quite a remarkable is- change because when new games come out and they have tro- you know, lists with a lot of hidden trophies, then uh, now people mm-hmm. who have them on day one can straight away find out. And uh, I suppose for, for trophy hunters like us, it's a good thing in that um, you can more quickly make the decision on whether it's got horrible trophies or a really good balanced list. Yeah, and it it should. I mean, I might be mistaken. If I remember correctly, on the site, um, we have the trophies listed as hidden at the start, and it's not until somebody unlocks it that we actually get the text for what it is. Anyways, I believe we actually do get the text for the trophies just fine. All right, it's just that we can't get the trophies themselves until someone has it unlocked. Hmm. 
Gotcha. Um, so yeah, hopefully this will be a nice addition. You won't have to go to TT just to see the list, but obviously you still want to go to TT because we're going to have like solutions and stuff. For and that sorting and all that. Um, and, and all of that. So you, you don't have to look through all of the trophies you already have to see the ones, all, all that stuff. Oh, the other thing uh, what uh, else with we... the trophies, just a, a little thing. Um, another uh, very much requested thing, like the folders, and it's one of these things where people think uh, it should be so easy, and why don't you put it in? Why are you not putting it in? Um, it's about viewing your trophies yeah. offline. Um, so I'm sure that would be welcomed by a lot of people uh, who have, say, a bad internet connection, or maybe the internet connection is just down momentarily for a while, uh, for a reason, and um, then you can still see which trophies you have in the game which you don't things like that so that i i'm surprised because i didn't even know that was a, mm. a problem because you know mine is always connected so but yeah it is one of those things it's like duh that's exactly how it yeah. should work on the ps3 you know? it worked uh it worked all right so i think a lot of people were surprised when the ps4 uh didn't let you be. when you're offline i think if you try and view your trophies it sort of says Actually, I can't remember exactly, but it doesn't show you your trophies. I feel like this update... The Vita doesn't either. It just shows you the Vita ones, not anything else, even if it's all uploaded. Oh, yes. The locally saved trophy. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like this should be called, like, Update PS3, (laughs) because we're getting folders and this trophy remedy and (laughs) i I've heard people saying things like, oh, finally caught up with 2006. It's a little bit harsh. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not oh, all this stuff true. is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then apparently they're making some changes to user profiles. Um, I think this is something that's going to be a little bit easier to see than to understand from text. Um, but they're saying that it's going to be easier to see stuff like trophies, compare stuff like that um, at, a, at a glance. It's just going to show up on their profile page. Um, and the other neat thing is you'll actually be able to put a screenshot behind your that's profile great. when people look at it um, from whatever game. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'm going to my my first thing that I'm going to do is I'll maybe boot up uh, Playroom and see if I can't ah. take a picture of me because it's like one of the few things because, you know, since I write for a site or whatever, I don't care if my avatar shows up like I, I have no problem having me out there so it'd be cool if like there was actually something that looked like me on my profile i think that would be the public profile um i don't know if you knew but uh with your own profile you can have like a friend's image which can be a custom image like your own face yeah and i wish i could make that my public one but well now now you've got this option i guess yeah that's cool yeah, I that probably won't last long though because I'm sure people will miss you. Oh, I hope not. That. So yeah, it's, well, it might it's the internet. It, don't, don't misuse anything. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> you can't remove everything just because someone might misuse it, or else we I really hope have not. kitchen yeah. wire. <laughs> fair Eat all your fair point. Spoons. Mm. Right. Anything anything else you can think of in the firmware update? I think that's the highlights. I'm, I'm sure there'll be more information. I think they, they have given us just this list of highlights, and I'm glad they've given it publicly rather than only to beta testers. Um, but I think one of the, the yeah. things that I'm most pleased about with this update is that 
even though the folders thing jumps out immediately, um, we have got all these other different things yeah. that are notable improvements in themselves and maybe small things, but together it makes uh, it makes for a concerted effort. Yeah, and I think really unlike a lot of the other stuff where they're like, oh yeah, we're doing this awesome thing and this awesome thing, and it's like, well, that's kind of awesome, but yeah. who really asked for that? A lot of this stuff is stuff people have been asking for. And since they're sort of redoing a bunch of um, elements that have that launched with the system, part of me kind of hopes that that means that, you know, being able to change your name is just around the corner, even though I know that that's a fool's errand. Like, you wait another I can't year. Believe, I can't believe that. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been too long. There's no way that that's just going to like yeah. pop up all of a sudden. But uh, like I'm speaking hopeful. of things that people have asked it would be for, cool. um, it, I did it. Uh, it's it's a good thing that um, there aren't any of this uh, share uh, features that dominated the last update. There's no community. Um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how well that has actually worked. Um, it seemed like a neat idea, but it's kind of all additional stuff that's kind of out of the way. And I don't know that it helps that much. That's not why I play consoles. Yeah, doesn't True. really interest. Well, you gotta you gotta bake that into like the system in a really easy way for it to be useful. And it's like I said, it's kind of out of the way. You have to go past like your friends list or whatever to get to your communities and all that stuff. Where I don't know, it's just a little yeah cumbersome. But um, it just seems utterly pointless to me. Yeah, I don't use it very much. Though it seems like it'd be useful. For, uh, like, about all the games you've been playing, tell them about all the games you've been playing. Yeah. It seems like it should have been useful for like the division and destiny and stuff like that. Games, maybe more so for destiny where like they don't have the greatest matchmaking for, you know, large group events. In my experience, I think it's, I think it's most useful for games where, uh, there isn't much of an external community for it. So even on a site like TT, um, or even TA, um, you would find the forums mostly dead, um, and the official forums are long dead. Um, so things like Dragonfin Soup or um, Armello, um, you kind of you can go on the PlayStation community, and then you can speak about um, the things you enjoy about it, or when you're looking for people, or even upcoming content, as in the case of Armello, um, and sort of keep keep each other informed. Hmm. That is an interesting way of looking at it because it's like a yeah. minimal resistance thing. So I guess it kind of funnels people yeah, into that. Probably its biggest. Similar to how Raptor used to operate. I'd say its biggest advantage is also its biggest failing in that every post you make sends everyone a notification. So it's kind of like a public service announcement board. Uh, so it's useful when you want to post something that you want everyone to see. But other than that, it just becomes a bit spammy. Yeah. Also true. Like, it seems like a great tool. Not spam. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the firmware update. I believe so. Um, in that case, uh, Final Fantasy uh, 15 has now been delayed to November the 29th. Just shy of two months. This is a summer spot. I mean, polishing. Yeah, the um, the lead developer like actually posted a video about it and whatever, and it was like, thanks, it's delayed two months. I think we're going to live. 
But I think that's also far too reasonable for a yes. Your, your response internet, is, so. is far too uh, civilized, and that's uh... <laughs> it's it's like it, it's the fall it, coming out in September or coming out in November. I'm going to have so Thanks. many things going on. Uh, it's, All school students and you know, even you know. uni students will be back at school. So, oh uh, yeah. Well, presumably doing work, but probably Maybe. playing video games. So, I. Personally, I remember when I didn't have as much money, I got way more worked up about this kind of stuff because I was like, I got, I've got, i got 60 bucks and <laughs> I've been waiting for this damn game and now what am I going to play for two months? Because I can't spend the 60 yeah. bucks on something else, yeah. you know? Because I can't replace <laughs> that 60 bucks. The concept of earning right. has not yet yeah. entered your mind. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we were I was going to try and come up with an excuse, but th- that was... I was, I was like, I'm at school right now. I'm not supposed to be working. Like I, yeah. I'd had jobs before that, but I was at school. I was done with the working for now until until the <laughs> winter break. You know. True. I'd say um, the thing about the delay is because uh, it's the next headline Final Fantasy game, and because it's been such a long time coming, um, it, it does hurt a little bit for it to be yeah. delayed, and not by weeks, but by months. Um, but at the same time, yeah. I think it was a good thing he posted a video to explain it. Um, probably the best part was that he explained yeah. um, they're going to put a patch on the disc, which is actually um, a rare thought these days amongst um, AAA developers. It's like, oh, there's a 50 gig patch, deal with it, download it. Um, and, you know, people, some people just don't uh, want to have to deal with a huge patch when they prefer to play offline. Well, I mean, especially for a game like this, it it always kind of mm-hmm. is mind blowing. Like even No Man's Sky came out with a day one patch that changed yeah. all sorts of crap. But the the odds are that like nobody is ever going to see each other. You're essentially playing by yourself. It's essentially mm-hmm. a first person game, uh, a single player game. And it's like so the game that you got on the disc is is kind of crap by comparison. It's not what you intended, and now a huge segment of people may potentially not be able to really play the game that you wanted. So like, I understand the logistics of it and why it exists, but it is really cool to have them be like, well, we're going to release this disc and it's going to be on the disc. So if you're not connecting to the yeah. internet, you're going to get the game. You're not going to get Especially some, especially for a, a single player RPG, uh, which Final Fantasy definitely is in this instance. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I always wonder a little bit how many how many uh, people get kind of screwed. Like they don't know that there's going to be a day sure. one patch for whatever game, and they just take something home. Like how many people got Street Fighter and took that home with never having the intention of connecting it online and just had okay. like a shit game, you know, like missing that was just missing like forty percent of the content, you know. Like maybe yeah, they expected there to be extra characters you could buy them online or whatever, but like no story mode or anything like that, you know. Just my two cents. I I think it's fantastic. Go ahead and delay it. It's been long enough. It they need the game to be great, you know. They can't afford for it to not. I actually wrote an article about that on TT. Um, they they really can't afford for it to not be anything. To, for it to be oh, anything yes, I remember that. Great. so just take the yeah just take the time and make it an awesome game i don't care how long it takes at this point it's it's like it's one of those things that it's been coming out for so long that in my mind it's like never coming out so it's okay i don't care that it's been delayed oh, wow. <laughs> yeah essentially 
Hopefully it won't be like the other bits of vaporware that managed to dribble out. Oh boy. All right. Next up. Um, the last Fallout 4 DLC is um, coming on August the 30th. So that's just around the corner. Um, have either of you been playing Fallout 4 uh, DLC? I've not actually played Fallout 4 yet. It's on my list. I haven't played it, but I have yeah. thoroughly enjoyed watching people play it. And I'd say that the DLC so far has looked pretty good. Um, from your side, would you say that it's been worth I, I assume that you have it. Would you say it's been worth the price? The fairly high price? <sighs> um, so I got the season pass before it went up in price. So it was like $20 or so, which is like, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> in terms of in terms of value paying like $20 or whatever it was for this much content is pretty awesome. Um just just the fact that it had two real juicy DLCs cuz you had the um the Far Harbor and now you've got this one are kind of like big ones and then there's like there's been other DLC that was sprinkled into the game and it changed some of the fundamental uh workings of the game, you know, adding um like mm-hmm. robots and stuff like that um which has been which has been pretty cool um i don't know that you know if it, if you took out those major like story bits that would have sucked cuz i don't think adding the robots and all that extra crafting was really that great but it's that stuff is kind of like a nice bonus to these bigger yeah, stories to tinker with and to play with um yeah um unfortunately just because of the nature of me keeping up with newer games i the last dlc that i played was the one just before far uh, far harbor which was the wasteland workshop so I, I messed around with that and built some cages and stuff um and that was neat um but realistically i can't say it's a great deal because i i actually haven't played um far harbor and this obviously isn't out yet i intend to go back and the nuka cola one this one the nuka cola one seems pretty interesting so but in terms of just getting like a huge amount of content it's pretty cool do you think um do you think Um, that after this last dlc um what do you think is ahead for bethesda um for bethesda um I don't know. I mean, the so that's what. Yeah, that's a good uh, ambition. Yeah, it is. But they're apparently like that's not really in the pipeline. Like they they are going to do Elder Scrolls Six, but um, that's Tim, what they said about Fallout Four. Is it Tim Hines, the guy, the um, PR guy for Bethesda that does like the stage show and whatever? Uh, no, okay. Pete Pete Hines. Pete Hines has said that, yeah, they're, you know, eventually going to make fall, um, Elder Scrolls six. Elder Scrolls fall. Say, um, yeah, but they're, they're not working on it right now. They've got, I think like two or three other projects in the pipeline that they're working on right now. Um, and basically Pete Hines was just kind of like, you know, this team is fantastic. They've done, you know, four games in a row that have been like game of the year quality games. Um, and so whatever they want to do, they're going to do, we're going to let them do whatever the hell they want. Um, which I mean, means they're probably going to do some kind of, uh, separate new IP thing. I have to imagine, you know, or, or they've got some other awesome license that they're going to explore and kind of reinvent yeah. the way they did with fallout. Um, so that should be pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever it is that they do. You know, it, it seems like they've got something interesting up in the pipeline though, not something that's like, 
connected to that Fallout Elder Scrolls sort of style. At least I hope. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, the Dead Rising remasters as well. Uh, one, two, and yeah. two point five. Yeah, it's um, off the record. The one that put Frank West back in the game. That's the one. Um, yeah. Um, interestingly, uh, from what I heard, they're calling it like the Dead Rising yeah. trilogy, <laughs> which is which is not quite accurate because it doesn't have the third game in it. So that, that and, seems strange. That there already is a trilogy. Yeah, and instead of doing one, two, and three, which obviously I'm sure there's some kind of boundary with putting three on uh, PlayStation, which is why it's only one and two and off the record. But it is a little bit... It's on um, PEC as well. Yeah, it's just... It's a little bit disingenuous, honestly. Like, off the record is, you know, at least is largely based on two. So it's not even like... It's a kind of a neat thing, and they did sell it as a new game, but it's not really a new game. 2.5 it's, at best. Yeah, 2.5 at best. I mean, it's more like uh, um, like when Devil May Cry, you get like you download Virgil or something, and you get to play the game as Virgil, you know? It might have a few things that are different, but it's not a new game. That's what you I'm know? wondering about off the record. So, now, in terms of size or, or value for money, is it – is it a sort of small spin-off game or is it a large spin-off game? I think it's pretty much the, copy paste of number two. It really is. Like people, um, so the the story, like I haven't played off the record myself, but from what I understand, you know, people played the second one and they were like, yeah, but I don't like this main character. He's kind of boring and whatever. And people wanted Frank West, who was the protagonist from mm-hmm. the first one in the game. But instead of instead of releasing like a DLC or something that let you play as Frank West, they just released a, the the same game from like a different perspective. Um, so you could play as Frank West in right. the same setting. But it's even like it's even largely the same game because one one of the things that two introduced was you had to get um, these va- this vaccine. It's um, a medicine that your daughter has to take and she needs, you know, an injection every so many hours or whatever. So you have to find it and keep bringing it back to her. Um, And Frank West was, you know, they say, you know, he was bit or something. He got infected at at the end of the first one. And so now you still have to get the same Zombrax and you still have to take the Zombrax. You just don't have to drag it all the way back to the safe point or whatever to give it to your daughter. So it's even like, it's even got a, essentially the same mechanic, just that you can run around and take pictures and they kind of redid a couple of things. Maybe the, maybe the best analogy is like um, Resident Evil, like uh, how they used to have, you know, especially Resident Evil 2, where you played, you know, through the game as one person and then you got right. to play as another person and see it from like yeah. a slightly different perspective and see where the story overlapped. But yeah, not not yeah. the game. Okay, because the reason I was wondering about that is um, because they priced it as the same, um, and it feels uh, well, it was surprising to me uh, for the two main games to have the same price as uh, the sub game. But if it's the same um, same quantity, then that's justified. But at the same time, it sort of makes you wonder why someone would want all three, and 
to play two back-to-back that are virtually the same. Yeah, I think they essentially did that when they released it the first time. I think they released it as like a full game or like nearly a full game. So maybe like $50 or something instead of 60, but they essentially kind of pitched it as a, as a full game. Um, And I don't really know many people that played it. Like everybody was kind of, I think in the same boat, like they weren't going to drop, you know, nearly the price of another 60 bucks on the same game they've already played. The the same game that they already played that was fine that but not a lot of people actually liked whether it had critical success or not a lot of people were already put off by it even if it was the problem was the protagonist it's like well you know if I play as Frank West is that really going to fix the problems you know do I really want that you know I mean for all I know the game could be drastically different I, I don't I want to be clear that like I didn't play the game but this is my understanding from a lot of people who basically said. You know, it's essentially the the same basic game with a few new extra things. You know, like a almost like a gold edition right. of the game. Well, it's like um, a remaster of sorts. Nonetheless, something yeah. uh, to look forward to for um, would be Dead Rising fans on PlayStation, or perhaps ones that have switched over and just want a remaster. Well, yeah, it's a nice. Believe, um, um, Dead Rising Two was already on PS, was it not? It was. So one was mm-hmm. a 360 exclusive. Um, and I don't know if it ever came to PS3. I think it might have eventually, but like way down the line, years, I think. Um, but there, I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't played Dead Rising 1, and it's a very fun game. Um, play with a guide, really, just to save yourself a headache. Um, 2 was on PS3, um, and I'm fairly certain off the record was 2. 3 was an exclusive to Xbox, which I think will always remain an exclusive, because I think... It later um, went to um, PC, so it's not actually exclusive. Yeah, say. so it's it's not a exclusive exclusive, it's just a console exclusive, but that's, a, um, I think, largely Microsoft-funded game, so I, I don't think that that's going to really ever come off of Xbox One. Not not for a long that, time. No, that, that would be um, a ways right. off, yeah. Um, and then, and four, four is actually in the pipeline. They're making four right now, which is supposed to be cross platform platform again. So I imagine that's uh, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that's, that's the cause of, of this remaster is that they want to redo it. I don't think they really did much with the textures. I think they mostly just, they're upscaling to 1080p. I think it's going to be 60 frames. Um, control V. Yeah, um, and apparently the, it's supposed to launch like the the bundle with all three games is supposed to launch with a discount, sixteen uh, yes. percent or something like that. But that it doesn't seem like that's live just yet. So keep checking if you want all three. Make sure you don't buy it before you know that uh, discount is up. Yep. All right. Sorry. Um. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> looking at porn. Obviously. Obvious. I appreciate that you have the volume turned down. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Something about Titanfall yeah. servers. I uh, yes. Um they were talking they were talking about Titanfall servers and basically the byline is they're testing all sorts of new technologies and cloud servers and whatever, which means that you're gonna have a silky smooth ride when you're playing online for the most part. I, I would imagine, as long as they don't, you know, mess it up. Um, 
but that they're also going to be beta testing to make sure that this new server configuration works. So keep your eyes open, especially since if you're really just a Sony person, you haven't played Xbox or PC much. It'll be your first chance to like try the game to see what Titanfall is. And uh, for the the news article we have on uh, Titanfall 2's servers, um, I, I'm just I'm still completely in shock about how authentic the uh, the picture that um, our writer has sourced for the uh, the breaking servers. It's it's a fantastic picture. I, I can't believe he managed to capture that. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> I was I well, was just watching. If you ever video. wondered what server um, breaking is like? Um, this journalist has, has, has gone out on the front lines ah. and he's, he's watched a server just as it breaks. It, it's unbelievable. You have to see it to believe it. It, it really is. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm surprised yeah. that, uh, they made it out alive. Um, really? I don't think they did. Uh, maybe not. Well, that's how they, they, they respond. Uh, yes. You've always Heartbreaking. wanted to right as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it is kind of interesting. We do have an article about it, and there is a video where they talk a little bit more in depth about what they're doing with the servers if you're interested in that kind of thing. I know it's kind of an odd thing to be interested in. I like that kind of stuff. So well, I'm it sure is from the, uh, famously from the makers of Call of Duty 4, and um, that, of course, was uh, was so successful for its uh, 60 frames per second silky smooth gameplay and uh, I'm sure that if the servers slow down in the online match, people would be furious, and uh, it's going to be crucial. Yeah, they'd, they'd flip a shit. I yeah, um, just for reference, it, that, that's how I broke my oh, first PS4 controller because um, I had it. I had it on PC, and um, I managed to jury rig my PS4 controller to my PC so I could play it. Um, and I basically wore through, you know, the the nub on the controller, and um, the battery life is all shot now. And I I probably played a few hundred hours that. Okay. Game. It was, it's great. It's, it's like you're looking it's forward so, to it. And this, very much so, which is why we're talking about it because I'm sneaky like that. I see. So moving on, um, they've decided to bring Fahrenheit out again. Mm. A remake of uh, Indigo Prophecy or Fahrenheit. Yes. Depending on your region. Um, I think this came Not out. Region, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this came out. came out about a week ago or so. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And um, it's awful. Not a fan, huh? No. It, it's awful. Don't play it. Nobody should ever play it. It's are you, are you terrible. talking about the quality of the game Everything or the quality about of the port? Terrible. The also, the port like, is just as bad as the game ever was it's, it's like playing a ps2 game wow that's pretty rough um yeah this seems to be part and parcel for what um crystal dynamics right has been doing with their stuff um they um, re-released it's, it's actually the second time recently this game has been ported it was on pc um it was on steam a while ago and it's mm. just a copy paste of the original from what i can tell yeah it's a little. I don't really get why they're doing this. Like, I understand there's money to be made, but they did. Um, they did this twice. They did the PC port. They did this. They just recently re-released um, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls on PS4. Um, so, I mean, it it feels like the kind of thing that you know a lot of publishers tend to do to like yeah. hype you up for something. 
So, I don't, but but what are they hyping up? I mean, Detroit Become Human is their upcoming title, so I, I maybe so. that. Yeah, but I, I would. Yeah, but they haven't really. I don't know. They they did this like after E three, right? You know, when they were had the chance to talk about it. You, normally, you would release this stuff in the lead up to E three, and then you know, be like, "Oh, That's here's true. the new footage or something." Or maybe the hype was up to Gamescom, which is this which, week. Yeah, which is actually what I was thinking was maybe that's why they did this is for Gamescom this week, but they don't have a press conference. But Crystal Dynamics is actually independent. They're they're a, a second party, third party, whatever studio. They're not actually owned by Sony, so they could definitely be uh, doing something big you, there. You mean uh, Quantic Dream in this instance? Uh, I think Quantic Dream. Yes, I said I said Crystal you, you, Dynamics. I was yeah, like, I, that's I, the I assumed that earlier you were referring to the Tomb Raider, <laughs> Tomb Raider remake. So. No, no, no. That, no, no. I was actually referring oh, okay. to this, and I just mixed up the names. <laughs> I didn't want to correct in case I was wrong. <laughs> hey, feel free to yell at me when I no, say something so. stupid. It happens sometimes. I'm just, I get, I mix up the names or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about uh, David Cage and his emotions. That, that's what I was talking about. Because it has a lot of pixels and polygons and and and, tech, and, and all and all of the technologies. And you can really see the emotions yeah. in those polygons. I think in this anyway, case, uh, personally, I, think- I was, after enjoying both uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond, I, I was interested, uh, curious about what Indigo Prophecy is like. Well, I should I suppose I should call it Fahrenheit. Um, you know, speaking before before we yeah. go, I've always been so baffled why um, the Americans, the ones who use Fahrenheit, the only ones in the world who use Fahrenheit as the temperature system, other ones you don't call Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe they're trying to keep it mysterious. And it's like, <laughs> you mean like the temperature thing? That's not mysterious. And everyone else in the world is like Fahrenheit? What is that? It's probably because of the story that there's weird stuff that goes down. So, Or the Americans just want it to be special. That's probably the most likely one. They probably just thought that Fahrenheit would just be kind of lackluster for the North American well, audience. Indigo Prophecy is a pretty cool name. Even though, yeah, and, but I don't remember Indigo Prophecy featuring in the actual game at all, like as a thing. Like, I just don't remember it at all. Fahrenheit kind of makes sense. But the Indigo Prophecy thing, what? I believe that does show up like towards the end, but maybe my memory's a bit fuzzy, so maybe not. Well, I mean, the, that last, you know, fourth of the game or whatever is kind of fuzzy anyways because it was just a so you both have played it but nom doesn't like it i liked i like the first i like the first like three quarters of the game and then the last quarter of it just sucks (laughs) yeah that's it the the first bit's interesting enough there's some cool things i mean it's probably worth playing through just for the first bits but the ending was i've repressed it i don't remember any of it i just remember it for me and all the listeners that haven't played it and maybe still on the fence thinking about it um in your opinion uh both of your opinions it's it's not really um one of your most recommended i don't know how it would if you haven't played it i don't know that it's worth playing Mm -hmm. like at full price you know um if you can pick it up on a pretty good sale then i would definitely recommend playing the game just because i mean the the whole ending thing is kind of a big thing for people that 
you know, were paying attention to the industry at the time. Cause even then people were like, what the hell just happened to the end of that game? It, it just like all of a sudden it went from zero to 60 and the things just got really ridiculous yeah. for no good reason. Um, and the first three quarters of the game are interesting as sort of like the predecessor to heavy rain. Like you can very clearly see sort of those influences. Um, so in that regard, I think it's kind of an interesting thing to pick up if, it, if you can catch it on it's sale. It's definitely a, a relic. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but if you were to play it, it's like, if you were to choose between this and heavy rain, heavy rain okay. is a way better game. That's interesting. I don't particularly like it, but it is a cult classic for a reason. So it's probably well, worth a shot if you can yeah, I mean, get it for on sale. It's definitely worth trying at least. It, it was a cult classic, and if it had not achieved that status, Heavy Rain wouldn't have happened either. I, personally, I don't think that would have happened. So. I don't think so, no, not without some kind of... Yeah. Um, something to show them mm. it was worth redoing. Right. So The concept was worth improving upon. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, Inside is coming to PlayStation 4. On the August the twenty third. Sorry, I wrote all I wrote all the dates and backwards on you. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, inside the uh, Xbox One previously oh, console exclusive. Yeah, sorry, um, I, I didn't need to jump in. Yeah, this is you said you did say console exclusive. <laughs> yep, I, I was trying to be very precise so Nam didn't jump on. I took I took out the mantle. Um, uh, but yeah, that came out what the um, beginning of July or so, um, yeah. and it was a huge hit. Like it's gotten rave reviews all over the place. Um, it's the successor to Limbo. Um, I've heard of it referred to as Super Limbo, kind of in the same context of like. Well, if you um, lean really Mario. far back, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so it, it's it's supposed to be fantastic. I haven't actually played it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward. The reason. I'd say it's actually quite fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got it on um, (laughs) a console. Okay. So, yeah, I keep hearing that it's one of those games like you Mm. should go in blind. Like, don't don't know anything about it. It's all about how you interpret it and whatever. So, you know, if you could share something, share it, but don't spoil it. no, I'll leave you to find it out for yourselves. Yeah, that's that's more fun that way. Yeah, but definitely a game worth getting. Well, that's the reason why I yes. said also on PC, um, because it seems like I, I've been listening to a few podcasts, sort of multimedia podcasts, and um, on their side, it seems like everybody's buzzing about it. And even if it's not from uh, the other console, it's also from PC. It's It's just... So many people have, have been. I mean, part of it comes, of course, from from the very good way in which they announced it and said, you know, look, here's this game you did, you weren't expecting, but now you want it. Go and get it. You know, you want it. And uh, now everyone's passing over it. Um, seems to have delivered on the experience. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very very nice that it's coming to PS4 quickly. Yeah, I, I think Limbo took. They... Yeah, Limbo took years. They didn't hold this one hostage quite as long. I, you know, I'm sure that 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 play dead had something to do with that. They were probably, I mean, when you think about it, 
the first of all, PS4 is huge. I mean, it's I think at this point more than twice the sales of the Xbox One. So, well, I mean, the Xbox One has sold where it wanted to sell. Oh yeah, no, it, it's fine. I'm not not criticizing the the Xbox. It's doing fantastically. Um, it was just a comment on, you know, there are there's a huge market of people that because of the exclusivity deal may not have played it. I mean, that's that's a yeah. big pool of people. Um, so a lot of cash to lose out on, yeah. Right, especially if you're coming off of Limbo. Even though that was years ago, you know, you sort of have some sway. <laughs> Didn't that get all um, shinied up recently for the new generation? I think it just got. I don't know uh, if it got a regular. I'm sure that Limbo was crossed by um, eventually. I think. Yeah, I think it was just a port. I don't think they gussied it up at all. Ah, okay. It doesn't really need it, I don't think. I mean, it's just it's one of those games. It's one of those art style things where, like, I don't think you really need to do anything too fancy. So much how pretty it is, rather than the style itself. That's a good way of describing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, and the last bit of news: XCOM to console release has been delayed till September the twenty seventh. Uh, do you guys play it? I haven't. I, it's one of those games where I thought it's it's so Got well it. praised. I, I'd love to uh, give it a shot, but then I hear about how hard it is, and then I think, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, ignore the difficulty. You'll get used to it. It's like any strategy game. Once you get used to it, yeah, got to learn the kind language. of player who, when it comes to strategy games, I love to slowly build up a an empire and uh, roll out and uh, take over the world. <laughs> yeah. You, yes. You're a turtle. I'm. I'm a turtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Um, I want to play it. I actually haven't played. Like XCOM came out, and I've got it downloaded for PS3. It's it's sitting in my stack of shame, and I really want to play it because I keep hearing awesome things about it. Um, and if I remember correctly, uh, XCOM Two reviewed very well. We didn't review it very highly. Yeah, I think it, I remembered it was in the range of like nines, you know, a lot of in the, you know, high eights, low nines. In all the um, ones I follow, they rated it very highly. So, yeah, um, but it's been delayed. It'll come out. I mean, it's coming out in a little over a month, so you won't have to wait long. And I can't wait to play that. Until they delay it again. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I- all right. Well, I think that does it for the news. Um, it does? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, but, you know, that's a bunch of news about stuff that's coming up or that came out or whatever. Um, but there's some stuff coming out this week. Uh, What's coming so up? So we've got a game on Vita called Dungeon Punks, which uh, quite uh, some will be pleased here is cross by with PS4. And on the other hand, we have uh, Formula One, 2012. They call it F1 2016. Uh, again, on PS4, I believe that would be both digital and at retail. Uh, so you can pick that up as you like. <laughs> I don't do racing. I, I like arcade <laughs> racing. I, I, I have a... Yeah, that's the stuff that I tend to play. Like, I actually enjoyed the Need for Speed games a little bit, but I've never really gotten into well, simulation I, stuff much. When, I mean, obviously, when I drive in real life, I drive sensibly, but when it comes to... Uh, fictional driving i like to sort of bum it into the corners and slam a drift around and make it really 
Hollywood. Uh, well, maybe not even Hollywood. Maybe rather even uh, more Japanese uh, style drifting. So I, I like if you're gonna go racing in digital, you might as well go full for it. So. Yeah, exactly. Fun, fun fact. Um, so when I was younger, because I was, you know, a kid that would did irresponsible things. I played Grand Theft Auto a lot and whatever. And so when it finally came time to learn to drive, I oh, was yeah. freaked the hell out because I've only ever dri- I've only ever driven like a madman, you know. So like I'm coming up to an intersection, and you know somebody would be pulling up to the intersection oh, right no. or whatever, and like stop. You watch too much fast. But I would just like I just freak out because I'm like I'm just sitting there like this this person's gonna do something <laughs> stupid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for for no reason. It just after playing you know games where I drive for like seven or eight years like a crazy person it really freaked me out it actually gave me a hard time while yeah. i was trying to learn how to drive i think uh one of the things about games yeah. like formula 1016 is um if you're never gonna be able to sort of leisurely go out and drive a formula one car so uh to be able to drive it very realistically yeah. that's um that's really something that i'm glad we have uh, in this day indeed okay so um on the PS4 digital front, we have uh, we have a game called Doodle Devil, which I believe um, I, I saw recently in in regards to um, it's part of a, a sort of a series of uh, games where you you can do such things. Or maybe I'm confusing it with something else, um, but I'm sure to some of our listeners that will ring a bell. Uh, we've got Grow Up, which will definitely ring a bell. Um, if you remember Grow Home. Uh, the PlayStation Plus uh, vote game from a time back. I don't know if either of you have played that. Yes. I think it was on PS Plus recently, or maybe I picked it up on a sale. Um, I managed to play some of it. I, I, uh, I, that's one of my bean dive games. So I right. only played enough to get the first trophy. Uh, but it was, it was interesting for a little bit. I'm a little concerned that I think I would have gotten a little too frustrated trying to like control him. Cause like I had several weird things happen to me while I was trying. He is a little bit of sack for him. But, you know, yeah, it's a little bit floaty and doesn't always like stick to things like you'd expect or lining things up was a little strange. Um, But I I thought it was okay. And maybe it was just me. I just need a little more practice. It's a nice. Sure. Um, But what do you think of it now? Yeah. Okay. I didn't actually get to play it. That's all right. Um, So for the the next one, it's Ubisoft has kind of uh, hit us blindsided with it. It's. Um, the first one was a huge uh, deal mm-hmm. on having obviously won the vote on uh, PlayStation Plus. Now this one, they've kind of, I think they're they're thinking it's going to be very popular because the first one did get a lot of uh, attention. Um, but for some reason, personally, I don't think uh, as many people will be happy to pay for it. But you know, when people love something, um, they often are happy to pay for the next one as soon as they see it. So uh, best wishes for that game. Hopefully, it goes well for them. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it could do well. I think I'm I'm a little concerned that it might not sell as well as they hope, just because I think there was a certain yeah. novelty to grow home. And I don't know that, you know, once you've had it, I don't know if you hmm. really necessarily need more of it. So we'll see. You know, hopefully it sells well. It's always nice when games sell well. And I know there were a lot of people that yeah. thought fondly of it. Uh, so I... I also know that we've got coming up uh, The Huntsman, Winter's Curse, which I must admit I know nothing about. Uh, in Versus. Sorry. Um, I'm, yeah, uh, just just a side. I'm guessing The Huntsman, Winter's Curse. I, I 
think it's just a spin-off game to um the the Huntsman, which just came out in movie oh, theaters a couple of months ago or whatever. Um with the, that one's been on Steam for a while. The Huntsman mm-hmm. Winner's Curse. It's a oh, I see. click adventure game. Yeah. I, from what I recall. The movie didn't do well, so I, I can't imagine. I mean, we've seen, you know, good movies made into very bad games, so I'm not sure how a, a kind of bad movie would turn into a game. Uh, now I'm sorry. Maybe it's good. Think. Who knows? And mediocre movies. Sorry. Uh, now I'm huh? starting to think that uh, I've made a terrible mistake here. Um, the Huntsman Winter's Curse is, as a point-and-click adventure game is now starting to ring a bell. I, I think uh, I had seen Punky Lie has, has played and completed it recently, um, or a game in the series, um, in which case I would be very embarrassed if she listens to the podcast and she uh, realizes I, I have terrible memory in that regard. Uh, but we'll have to see, I suppose. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the <laughs> comments and see uh, see if I've become berated. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's a free-to-play game on Steam, the first one. So, yeah, definitely the one I'm thinking of. Well, uh, you know, in times like this, uh, the only thing to do is uh, is uh, to move on and pretend that I've never said anything stupid. So uh, next up is Inversus. Uh, yes. Which yeah. looks interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, from what I gathered, it's a game where... So mm-hmm. it's up to four players. Um, you can play single-player if you want. And it's kind of like um, a 2D shooter slash Othello or reversing, oh, yeah. depending on which you've played, um, where, where you, you know, it's the one where you put, put the tile down. And, you know, if you take each end, you flip over all the ones in the middle and it's, you're trying to have as much of a color as you can. Um, but the way the way it works is whenever you shoot, um, there's various colors on the screen and you can only walk around on your color. Um and when you shoot into an enemy's territory, it like flips over all of the tiles to okay. your color or something like that. And so you kind of can like shoot strategically to like limit the movement of your opponent. Um, and you know, they can do the same thing to you basically. And you're trying to corner your opponent. Um, it seems neat. I don't know how well it'll actually play, but it's a mm-hmm. interesting concept. Okay. So. After that, we have uh, Soul Brain Night of Darkness. Does anyone know about this game? Okay. I know nothing. So I suppose. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to make a terrible pun about darkness, but uh, I'm going to bail on that. <laughs> but the one, the one I have saved on from the last, uh, even though it was first on the list, is Bound, and that's uh, I've saved that for last because that's one that I. Think mm. Uh, is quite remarkable and a name that I definitely recognize. Um, I don't know if you two um, instantly have uh, have uh, recognized what it is, but it's the game uh, which is quite artistically unique um, from the makers of Datura and mm-hmm. Linger in Shadows, a, a game with mixed reception, but nonetheless a remarkable game. Um, have you seen Bound? Do you know what it's about? Uh, something about a dancer or something. Wasn't this like... I feel like I saw some kind of teaser a few months ago from That's Santa it. Monica Sony with Santa like a ballet yeah. dancer. This yeah. same game, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know it, it too well. I just remember something about it. I think uh, as it's out now, uh, reviews are uh, coming in. Um, mixed reviews, from what I understand. But nonetheless, um, it's a game where... Uh, it, it's it's a game which is visually striking and 
from a sort of uh, protagonist point of view, it's completely unique to, to my understanding. Um, so for that, uh, anyone who enjoyed Lingering Shadows, uh, which was obviously less interactive, but nonetheless on the same sort of uh, visual daring level, um, or if you enjoyed Datura, maybe check out Bound. It's a very dull name, but it's uh, it's definitely not a dull game. Yeah, it looked interesting. I mean, it, it's a very pretty game from what I saw. And it looked like there was some kind of weird abstract combat of some kind. I, I might have Possibly. just been misinterpreting that, though, where like somehow... Well, somehow she was like dancing and like the dance moves were harming some kind of opponent. Okay. I don't know. I, I might be misremembering that, but it is a pretty game regardless. Uh, so coming up next week, we have um, a few more remarkable names. Um, Alone With You, uh, quite a visually striking game. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I think it looks quite charming. Yeah, it does. I feel like I've heard of it. There's recently, one picture for it, and every time I see that, I, I I remember that I've seen it so many times before. Yeah, it's it's a ah, game with, um, uh, how to put it nicely, um, a sort of retro style, and uh, uh, that will turn a lot of people off immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in this case, they've gone for, yeah. for sort of retro feel as well. It, that's probably poor choice of words, but I think it's it's... It's from the maker of Home, uh, the horror game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you remember uh, yeah. the virtues of that, then you can probably uh, remember the virtues of this. Wait. Interesting. Uh, so the next one is much easier sell. Uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I'm sure that everyone's heard of it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I still, I've had um, Revolution um, sitting on my Have shelf for like two some years of it, now. Or? So. I've I played like the ah, first fifteen well, minutes so of that you, game, and that's it. You played about one <laughs> percent of it. I just I didn't have. A, I basically like got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm kind of getting the hand, handle on these controls, but not entirely. And then like I don't know, I must have had to go and do something, and I put it down, and I haven't picked it up since. I'd recommend it if you're looking for a sandbox action adventure or something to fill the time. Um, I know that I lost a stupid amount of hours to that game. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the, the, if nothing else, um, the universe, the atmosphere of this sort of anti augmentation culture is, is fantastic. It's, it's a great work of fiction in that regard. Um, so I recommend it for, for sci-fi mm-hmm. fans. So, um, next up we have Metrico plus, uh, some will remember Metrico on the Vita. Uh, I think it was a plus game. Um, mm-hmm. It's a game, a platformer about, um, well, it had a mathematical aesthetic, but realistically it was uh, a platformer where the world reacted to your inputs and uh, stimuli. So um, mm-hmm. the plus, uh, I believe, is an enhanced ports uh, coming to PS4, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a PS4 game. Um, I don't quite understand how that's going to work just because it had some weird um like input things like it made use of it was one of those games that made use of like every aspect of the vita yes. including the camera so i'm not sure how that's going to work if you don't have a camera like i, I do so it doesn't matter but like you had to like hold your camera up to certain colored yeah. things to make things happen that was kind of infamous so. so yeah that that part was kind of dumb honestly um 
but the rest of the game was pretty enjoyable. The la- again, it's one of those games like maybe the last 20% of the game is a little funky and not the best, but uh, the first good portion of it okay. is pretty fun. Uh, now, um, I don't know if you know these uh, the following games, but we've got Hugh, uh, the King of Fighters 14, Worms, WMD, Weapons of Mass Destruction, presumably, uh, and Eliosi's Hunt, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. That, that's how I would have said it. <laughs> I don't actually know really anything about this other than, you know, mm-hmm. the King of Fighters has been around for forever. And I think if you're a fan of that, you're a fan of that. And if you're not, you're just not. Um, and Worms, if I remember correctly, I think WMD has been around for a while. Um, I'm not but I sure. I, ne- I never really followed Worms. Some people love it, but not my thing. I love Worms. It's fantastic. I'm just going to uh, throw in there. Um, the Huntsman Winter's Curse is literally the name of the movie. Uh, so um, I think it, I think it is. No, actually, maybe it's not. But in any case, this is just, uh, I mean, not just, but this is uh, specifically a movie game. So I, my whole train of thought about games with elaborate yeah. names uh, was, was a complete uh, red herring. Uh, so... Yeah, I think the movie was uh, Winter's okay. War or something like that, and it, it was it was the Chris Hemsworth movie that you know was a sequel to right. Snow White or whatever. Uh, so definitely a game that everyone will have heard of, uh, Madden Seventeen, uh, but presumably one that mm-hmm. none of us will be playing. Madden Seventeen. Huh? You've never heard of Madden? Yeah. Never even heard of it. Ah, you're making that up. <laughs> you're making it up. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. I have heard and played many Maddens. You, you've played Madden. I think the last one. Yeah. I, I think the last one that I played with any regularity was like Madden '95. So, <laughs> I recently played. I think um, 25, but that was only briefly. Last right. one I played properly right. was 11. Yeah. There's a lot easier. Okay, so. Um, we know uh, we know that Inside is coming up uh, next week. So uh, a reminder for those with very short memories uh, that that's something to look forward to. Uh, we have a game called Valley. Um, I don't really know that one. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think don't know that's that one a fairly interesting name. But uh, <laughs> apart from being literally descriptive, it doesn't really tell me what the game's about. Yeah, not to be mistaken. I don't. It's think. about <laughs> yes, a valley. Uh, a valley. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's about the valley. Maybe. And in this valley is some grass. I'm gonna say I've got nothing else. It's go- it's going to be a cheesy um, Vita simulator of valley culture um, in California. Um, it's going to be kind of like the Barbie games, um, but that's just my guess. I, I don't know. But a lot less cool. So I was thinking it's, yes, much it's coincidentally Barbie. similar to uh, Stardew Valley, but obviously. Uh, not as well known. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. Can't wait. For uh, that. And last up, we have uh, you know the other 99 games that are coming out. Wait, no, that's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Also, don't know anything about that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you get some weird games on the list. Like we try and keep up with all of this stuff, but 
man, yeah. there are so many games now. It's nuts. I mean, just next week, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. There's also updates coming for all of the free to play games. Smite's just had a massive update. Mm-hmm. Or it's just about to have a massive update. Yeah. There's, that doesn't include DLC. Um, I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Like I said, it, that's 11 games. And that's just the ones that we know of. That's not counting anything that's just like, oh, by the way, yeah. coming out in like three days, this game. Which happened, uh, especially <laughs> late. Here's this game that slipped through the cracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so that covers that. Um, since you haven't heard from us in a little while, it might be worth refreshing you on PS Plus yeah, games. I think... Um, I think we haven't covered these before. Yeah, we, we certainly have um, Well, it's, it's <laughs> uh, what is it, a week, a week and a half in now. Um, I think some people may still uh, have forgotten that they've got PlayStation Plus and might uh, have forgotten to go and claim the games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did check. And I do have PlayStation Fantastic. Plus. So and now, uh, henceforth, you have the opportunity to choose one of these games that you'd like uh, and maybe play one. Um, I have... Yeah, I think there's Who's no question right? with the Yakuza. It's, it's, that one really started me. Um, it's, it's obviously a full-price game, and it's actually fairly recent. Um, and I don't know if any mm-hmm. of you remember or if, if you saw um, last month, Yakuza 5 was mistakenly released uh, with the PlayStation Plus games. Um, oh yeah, and some people grabbed it, and I was I was very much jealous at the time because, like I said, it's it's a very new game in full price, and and uh, you know uh, it's not one of these games where they've released an old one because they want you to buy the new one. This is the new game, um, so it's good that we're getting it now. Yeah, it's a bit weird though. Um, I mean, normally for it to come on plus. It has to have a lot of DLC or mm-hmm. a, a sequel or prequels even yeah. that haven't already been on Plus. And like, yeah, because some reason for them to do it and gain well, from it. This has nothing from what I can tell. They do have uh, Yakuza 0 coming mm-hmm. out. I don't know when that's coming, though. I think they're I trying to like build the brand now because they're starting there to was... take it seriously, bring it to the West very often and very quickly. And uh, I think they're trying to sort of... Uh, Say, look at this series you've never appreciated, and uh, give it a go. I think I think you're right. Like I feel like I've been hearing Yakuza a lot regularly. You know, like they're trying to make a, a concerted effort to keep it in people's minds. Um, so that that might just be what this is. It's possible, yeah. This is a game that we're keeping in your mind, and you keep hearing about it. And here it is. Why don't you play it and try it and see if you like it? And hey, just so you know, we've got this game coming down the road. And you're going to be hearing yes, about you're that. Yes, right. We've got. Uh, sorry, you go. Didn't they release Zero HD remake for Yakuza quite recently? But it was um, regional. Oh, hmm. it was only in China and Japan, I well, think. I've got Yakuza Zero oh, wow. down for January 2017, so that's probably what they're building up to, as you said earlier, on P- PS4. Yeah. That is. So that's nice. Yes, that one's going to be a PS4 game. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen anything about Tricky Towers. Um, I saw some gameplay, and it looks pretty interesting. Nothing. Uh, well, maybe interesting is not the right word. Fun. Local multiplayer is, is uh, on the table, and uh, it's always nice to see that. Is this um, some kind of uh, 
<laughs> copycats are a harsh word, but of um, God, what was Towerful? that game? Oh uh, no, it's, it's uh, I don't think so. Towerful is, is the game uh, with um, action side uh, side on uh, shooting and fighting, right? Yeah, it's it's a, almost like a Smash Brothers esque type game. Different character class, well, looks really. I don't think they're much of classes, but it's just like a single panel um, kind of four player brawl. Okay. Tricky Towers is uh, AI animals. And it's not a copycat of that, but many would. Well, at first appearance, it's a copycat of something else very famous. Uh, Tetris is uh, what it is. Completely different genre. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but the idea is that you've got these blocks falling like Tetris, but instead of being uh, fixed uh, to its uh, very block-like structure, the Tricky Towers uh, blocks will fall, um, and they can plant at any angle. They can sort of lean to the side, or they can stack up really awkwardly without slotting in, um, and then you get magic and things like that. And, and when playing uh, in versus modes, uh, I don't remember their names, but when playing against other people... You have uh, magic that affects other people by turning the blocks to stone or making uh, weather effects or things like that, and it looks quite uh, quite a fun little uh, competitive, hmm. I suppose, especially for big fans of Tetris because it will really shake up the old Tetris gameplay. Yeah, it sounds like worth mm-hmm. it's worth taking a spin. It does, but when, when you start shaking up Tetris Possibly. gameplay, it starts getting awful. They, they tried that with Tetris Blitz, and yeah. it was horrible yeah it's true. that's that's a fair but point. <laughs> when you become uh a, well if you were a really good tetris player it, it's very much a long game uh if you're at that level so in some respects it might help for people who are used to spending hours on it uh to do to uh they might enjoy something a little bit different oh yeah i'm oh, not yeah. saying it's going to automatically be bad just it might take a little while to show its colors, but no, nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's probably just fine. <laughs> it might even be good. So, uh, anything possible. I, I think, uh, do you know a little bit about Retrograde? Um, retrograde, from what I understand. So, this was made by the same person that did Never Ending Nightmares. Um, so, it's kind of a big shift. He worked on this. Um, and it's basically a rhythm game, uh, except sort of in reverse, if I remember correctly. Um, so it starts at the end of the game. You've got to your destination or whatever. Um, and then it starts going in reverse. So you've got these um, shots that are moving backwards across the screen. Well, so they're moving one direction. You're moving backwards in the other direction. And so you have to like move out of the way and avoid the shots and stuff like that. Um, it certainly seemed interesting, and I've been meaning to pick it up at some point and try it. So it's good that it's on PS Plus. Um, I have no idea really how to play it, though. It's uh, The concept is interesting. If you watch a video, I think you probably get a pretty good idea of how exactly it With works. With Retrograde, actually, it has fairly strong reviews. Um so maybe I have been giving it, well, not been giving it the attention it deserves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't remember how it reviewed, but uh, I think a lot of people thought the concept was interesting, at least. Um, I think it got fairly good reviews, um, high sevens, low eights. Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, Meta has given it a 78 across 31 critics. So that's quite, quite uh, yeah. pleased. I would be pleased if I were the developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it was a little studio, and I, I think it made some money for them. 
it's nice to see it get some actual attention. This is probably exactly what that kind of studio needed. Uh, so uh, we have down for all platforms, Ultratron. How much do you know about Ultratron? Oh, I can't. That's a tongue twister. You have to say Ultratron. Yeah. Ultratron. <laughs> I know nothing of Ultratron. Yeah, I, know. I have no idea. Uh, it looks very colorful. <laughs> um, yeah. The old. thing, um, the the last game of the Plus games, I think we talked about. I oh, know we haven't talked about Rebel Galaxy. Uh, yeah, I can't Again, jump in. I'm afraid this month has not trying. been a strong month for me. I can't jump in. How much do you know about Rebel Galaxy? You sound I like know nothing um, Rebel Galaxy. you're you're making a disclaimer. <laughs> I don't know anything about the man who killed the uh, man in the place that I was. I know nothing about... I the, saw nothing, officer. The one-armed man. <laughs> yeah, no, no idea. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, it, I think it's some kind of um, ship combat game. Uh, you have, like, this ship in space, and you build it up, and whatever, and it fights. But other than that, I really don't know much about it. Oh, Wrong. is it? It's another Tetris clone. Damn. <laughs> With spaceships. With spaceships. It's space tetris. Okay. So the last one is uh, Pathfinder 3 on Vita, although it's actually a PSP game. Um, so I mm. guess you won't get any trophies out of that. Uh, the series is, the series is oh, quite, oh, no. uh, quite popular, quite well-reviewed, but unfortunately uh, it seems to be in decline, uh, with 3 being the least favorite among them. Um the only thing I can say when I look at Pathfinder is every time I look at it, I think of um, one of the best uh, Sherlock Holmes novels, uh, one of the short stories, in fact, um, The Adventure of the Dancing Men. I don't know if either of you have uh, seen it, but in that, uh, Sherlock decodes uh, a cipher involving, uh, well, little dancing men, and they look very much like the Pathfinder critters. So in that sense, it's a little bit endeared in my heart. I've always been meaning to try Pat upon, uh, you know, especially the earlier games I've heard good things about. So mm. I wish I played it. I'll probably yeah. load it up on my Vita or something at some point I've got. So fun fact, end of next month, I'm going to Tokyo and unfortunately I'm going to be missing Tokyo game uh, show just because of how it lines up. But I, I'm, I'm de- definitely going to have a long trip. So I'm going to have to load up my Vita and try And also experience the Japanese culture. Well, uh-huh, I'm talking yes, about that, for the that plane must trip. Be <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think sitting in a plane is That's pretty true. universal. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sit on s- someone's lap and then get someone sit on your lap, well, and then you can experience Japanese culture. <laughs> oh, I see. That's how packed exactly. it is on the trains. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, I do have to clarify. I don't mean they all like to sit on strangers. <laughs> yeah, so I, I will have a detailed report of my findings in Tokyo and all of the stuff because I'm planning on going to Akihabara and all that kind of stuff. So that should be that should be exciting. I don't know what my wife is going to do because she's not nearly as into that kind of stuff as I am, but I'm sure she'll find stuff to do. I'm sure there's something. Oh, I'm sure she'll fascinated, be fascinated by just the differences in, in and culture. And seeing as you're on the YouTube team, uh, we all expect you to uh, to uh, make your way into uh, various uh, game studios and get insider footage, yes? 
Yeah, that's absolutely on my list of things to do. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out where Nintendo headquarters are. I need to find like the the Tokyo headquarters for PlayStation. Um, (laughs) Need to see if you also have however long it takes till the uh, event to learn fluent (laughs) Japanese so you can actually get in. It's funny. I've been sitting here and I'm like, you know, what I need to do is like, so every now and then I'll toss on some old uh, anime. Like I've been sort of rewatching Dragon Ball Z because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And I was like, you know what? I just toss it on and I got the dubs on so I can listen to it. But I'm like not really watching it. I'm doing something else. I'm like, I just need to sit down, watch some anime, kick off the dubs and just listen, (laughs) you know, see if I can't pick stuff up because – I'm probably going to be a mess when I get there. I know I can maybe say some of the words, but I have no idea what they mean. Okay. Ohio, because I'm ass. Yeah. No, that's it. That's everything. Yeah, I, I'd be like uh, Tatsuya Nomura, uh, Hideo Kojima. Right. <laughs> you know, people just look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's like the extent of my my knowledge of Japanese. Whatever you do. Don't scream, oh, scream Godzilla. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so you heard it here first. Um, our upcoming uh, True Trophies episode is going to be uh, between these two in fluent Japanese. Uh, look forward to it. Please understand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so with all of that behind us and coming to the end of our show, what have you guys been up to? What have you been? Uh, Norm, would you like to go first or shall I? Sure, I, I've been oh, playing good. Steamworld Dick. Well, still, that's real much. That's it. As I understand it, it came recently to PlayStation. Uh, it came to PlayStation oh, Plus and Vita a while ago. I don't recall when. Mm-hmm. I've been. It's been downloaded and ready to play and for a while. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> I never thought mining could be <laughs> something. Tell that fun. to a certain other. Not a Minecraft person. Yeah, right. We. That, that's about it. Uh, well, that's that's high praise then, I guess, if that's all you've been playing. Uh, yep. So, what about um, you? the pe- the one person on my friends list who's listening to this podcast will know that uh, I've recently played and complete. Well, I've recently finally finished Mirror Master Rebirth on the Vita. Um, fantastic game. It's a port of a Wii game from some time ago, but it is an excellent port, um, and it's very well suited to the Vita because um, on that platform, of course, you've got well. Uh, I, I suppose some people have an OLED screen and some people have um, an LED screen, which actually, by all accounts, is uh, very good. Um, so you've got a beautiful um, sort of hand-painted art style and then action, which is extremely fast, sort of uh, Devil May Cry kind of speed, um, using blades and uh, tactics. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some uh, secret arts which serve like magic. Um and an interesting uh, story, which is uh, steeped in Japanese culture, um, with mountain demons and uh, crazy large bosses and ninjas throughout. Um, so great game. Yeah, very beautiful game. Um, I remember I was playing it on a plane trip. I was traveling home to visit family in um, New England. And uh, we stopped at my father-in-law's house, and he had this giant picture of, like, um, the, what is it, Mm -hmm. the cherry blossom trees with, like, the bridge and whatever. And I'm like, you know, I was just playing a game that had that exact image 
but like it, it was like this beautiful moving version of that. Um, it's and it's it's just an absolutely stunning game. It's a vanillaware game. So if you're f- familiar with their stuff, um, they did Odin Sphere, uh, Dragon's Crown, um, and whatever you might think of. Like you know, some of the art is a little bit uh, mm-hmm. risque, maybe, <laughs> but it it is undeniably gorgeous. You know. I like it. And and the game is very fun too. It's very much like you said, very fast-paced and you got to be on top of your game and it, the, the almost sort of like the game benefits from having that smaller screen cuz you can definitely yeah. see everything that's going on. Um it it strikes the right balance cuz sometimes I find on that small screen it's hard to keep track of things if it, if it's not done well. Um it's just hard to see like the little bit of you in that crazy mess, but this is like just so well balanced. And and yes. it's really hard. <laughs> I mean, like the you can play through you can play through the story and it's fairly easy. But I feel like if I remember correctly, like there's a bunch of different difficulty levels and new there now uh, there's like new stories mm-hmm. and stuff that are really hard and the plat. Just know that it's going to be almost impossible to get that platinum. Yeah. It's a well, that platinum. The platinum is uh, in fact uh, what I managed to achieve and. And full disclosure, I haven't even tackled the DLC, nice. and with all that in mind, I'm not sure that I dare. But yeah, I heard I heard yeah, the DLC the, was um, even the harder. platinum. I I got two trophies and the platinum. Those together were worth almost 1,700 points. Uh, so more than most games for two trophies. Uh, the platinum <laughs> comes with it. That's incredible. Um, so that was that was very satisfying to uh, complete. It was difficult, but for those that are put off by difficult things. Um, I would say as much as it was difficult, it was possible. I was more um, I was more scared of it than I actually found it to turn out to be. Um, and on a, a similar note, those that are put off by um, some of the artwork for Dragon's Crown, I would say Muramasa isn't quite like that. Uh, there are admittedly a couple of characters that are a little bit um, unnecessary uh, in in their design, but um, for the most part, Muramasa is very much a very tasteful game. Um, so the other thing is I've been playing Just Cause 3, um, and uh, that's obviously a game that's got a much larger audience. Um, I feel like I'm very glad I played it. I'm coming up to finishing it now, not quite yet. I'm going to, uh, in, in the coming days, hopefully I'll, I'll get another many hundreds of points in one bunch. But um, it's a very good game, and I, I feel like um, those that have ignored it for things like Grand Theft Auto and... Uh, um, uh, well, other things that, that are much more famous um, are kind of missing out. It's it's very good at what it does. It's, it's similar to Saints Row. It's very good at just being fun. Um, and the world here is huge. I saw a recent video which compared it to other open worlds, even um, Grand Theft Auto V among them, uh, The Division, uh, well, the games have uh, vehicles. Well, they were, they were primarily they were comparing it to um, Ghost Recon Wilds, Wildlands uh, or speculating. And the thing about Just mm-hmm. Cause 3, Just Cause 3's map is uh, it's huge. It's it's really unbelievably big. Uh, you you kind of can't yeah. just can't take it in how big it is, but it's it's a fantastic open world. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember when I was first playing it, and I was like. I was just getting the hang of uh, gliding around and whatever and using the new um, squirrel suit or whatever it was. And, you know, I was shoot, shooting along these islands and I was like, I opened the map and I'm like, wow, you know, I expected yeah. it to be bigger. 
And then, and then kind of I realized yeah. that I could zoom and I zoomed, I zoomed <laughs> out and you're on like this tiny little archipelago that's like three or four small teeny islands. That's part of this gigantic set. Like there's a giant island that's huge up to the north. It's, it's really like, it's one of those ones you just pull out and kind of blows your mind at just how yeah. much stuff it's there is. Really, really, yeah. And it's also somewhat relevant, uh, now, in the, the last DLC is just released for um, pass holders, and it's coming up for um, people who like to buy it individually. Um, it's the the C DLC. Um, I haven't played it yet. I, I had wanted to, but I didn't have time. Um, uh, I look forward to that, because the first two DLCs are just phenomenal. Um, and the way that they change the game is um, great. I, I don't like to spoil it, but the first uh, DLC makes navigation completely different and in an absolutely brilliant way um so i think um i think that game if you can get the the complete version in a in a discount i i did that too and my friend also did um it's just fantastic value for money um you can get probably 50 hours out of it and it does get a bit repetitive but so many hours of fun if you just face it out uh this game seems to go on forever in a good way yeah, it was it was definitely a fun game. Um, I think I gave it four stars. Oh, yes. I did the review for the site. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, the story is mm. kind of dumb, but getting through the story is great, and the challenges are actually fairly interesting, if I remember correctly. Um, but it's it is definitely something that you can get a good amount of fun out of, even if you don't go for the platinum. The platinum will take you a little while. It's probably fifty hour, sixty hour platinum, um, but. In the end, it's not an impossible platinum either. There's a couple of challenges that yeah. are like absurdly difficult, but there's only there's only a few, and the rest for the most part are pretty simple. Um, so, and we're fortunate very- in this age where we can look on YouTube and find video guides. Because if it wasn't for that, I think I would have pulled my hair out. Yes. Yeah. There are just some stuff and, and it, st- some stuff just acts really strange. Like I was having some trouble. There's a challenge where you have to take a car that's strapped with explosives and drive it into like a military yes. installation or whatever and blow stuff up. And I just like some of them, I could just not get the angle right. Like I'd randomly hit like a branch on the ground and the, yeah, I think there are some, some glitches in so, that, but, uh, largely speaking, the game is, is in good condition and better condition than it's ever been. So, well, so I have been playing some. I no suppose, Man's in contrast, uh, all of your games are brand new. So, for people who are looking for uh, commentary on new games, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, New Man, No Man's Sky is um, it's a f- interesting game. Um, just walking out and like seeing all this different stuff and the planets and the colors and the plants and the life forms and um, it is kind of an awesome thing to behold. Um, the gameplay is. Meh, so-so. Uh, it's pretty basic, um, which I think I'm sure a lot of people expected. Um, but it, it's serviceable um, and an interesting sort of twist. Like when you have interesting things happening all the time, it kind of, you know, you get it gets old and um, you become sort of desensitized to it. And so obviously juxtaposition is kind of important and breaking that up. And so that each time you find something, it's kind of awesome. Um, In a very strange twist in no man's sky, the gameplay is sort of that juxtaposition. It's kind of the thing that gets in the way 
of all of this stuff and provides sort of like a, a downtime to the exploration and marvel of what's going on. Um, so that's kind of, I think, damning of the gameplay itself. But in terms of just like awe-inspiring, I, it's, it was incredible. Like I remember the, I sat down and played it and after my first hour and I like flew out into space and then just something kind of hit me and I felt like it brought me back to like 15, 20 years ago, whatever it was playing Mario 64 for the first time. And it was just like, I was kind of awestruck and I went, Oh my God, I've never wow, seen that. That's, uh, like that's high before. price. Um, yeah, and I mean, that kind of goes away. Like, the, the thing about Mario 64 is it's like, you're playing this game and you're like, wow, I've never really done anything quite like this before. And it keeps hitting you with that. Whereas No Man's Sky kind of, like, once you get over that initial awe, that doesn't really come back in the same way. You don't get that anymore. But it did, I mean, the fact that it did manage to do that, I've been playing video games for almost 30 years. The fact that it managed to do that is kind of impressive. Don't expect it to stay, but it is an impressive feeling, you know, to like, I just, I remember like there was this little space around my ship and I was like, oh man, there's going to be, you know, there's this planet, but really, is there anything there? And I wandered around this broken down ship trying to get it to work. And, you know, there was a waypoint for something that was like 25 minute walk away. And I was like, that's going to take forever. So I get my ship going, I pick up and I fly over and I just realized how much stuff I was flying over to get there. And it took me only like a minute to get there. And then, you know, eventually I flew out into space and it's like, oh yeah, there's this space station. It's going to take you four hours to get there. And it's like, oh my God, the scope is so huge. But after that, like I said, it kind of starts to wear a little bit and it's not like, oh my God, it's so far away. It's like, okay, I need to fly to this point on the planet. And so you hit your, um, you know, pulse drive or whatever. So you're traveling at like near, uh, light speed, but then it's like one or two seconds of travel at that speed is actually like a really long distance at like a lower speed. So trying to line it up is a pain in the ass and, uh, when you land on planets, like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things to look at. The animals can be pretty varied, but a lot of the plant life and the rocks and all that kind of stuff, theoretically, there's supposed to be a lot of variety. But even after only a few hours, I was starting to see repeats that were just mm-hmm. like slightly different colors, you know. So uh, that was kind of wearing thin. And then, like I said, the gameplay is really basic. Starships, you get into a fight and it's pretty wrote like they come at you you shoot at them and then they fly off and then you need to track them again and then they fly at you again and you shoot them again you know it's nothing really that interesting um and the combat is kind of the same the sentinels will find you and they don't even just find you and start shooting at you usually they like find you and then they kind of swivel into your line of view and look at you and start shooting you. So all you have to do is like aim up and start shooting at them. You don't have to find them. There's no cover for you to run behind for the most part. It's very mundane, you know? And, And then after that, it's just a survival game, collecting materials, finding fuel for your ship so that you never end up stuck anywhere, which even if you get stuck, it's not a big deal. If you die, you can get all your stuff back. It, the gameplay is very okay. basic. So with all that in mind, I have two questions. Uh, one is, 
uh, with all that in mind, would you recommend it? Um, I would definitely recommend it at some point. I don't know if, I mean, I think most people would probably get enough enjoyment out of, even though it's kind of simple gameplay, I think it's, it's enough to keep you going for a little while. And I, I, you know, I still like enjoy playing it. I still will probably go and sit down and play some more later, even though really I should be writing a review about it. I'll probably sit down and play a little bit well, first it's good and, that and write the review. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also one of yeah. those collectathon type people. Like, I, I enjoy kind of that. I, I enjoy pleasant grinding, so I think most people will be okay with that and enjoy it. But I do, I do definitely think that it's a game that, unless you're really interested in being a part of the conversation, you can definitely wait to play this game. You can wait. They're going to add updates. They're probably going to make the mm-hmm. gameplay more interesting. They're supposed to be adding like um, craftable housing or whatever, so you can have your own house and all sorts of stuff like that. They're supposed to be adding a lot. I would wait until that stuff comes out, honestly. I think it'll probably make for a much better game, and I don't think you're missing out. Like that that sense of awe that I got, yeah. that's not going to disappear. You know, that you don't have to be part of the conversation to experience that. So it's definitely something you can very easily wait for. Definitely, I would play it at some point just as a point of reference because it is. Okay, uh, my second question is kind of doubled up, but they're related nonetheless. Um, with uh, with the idea of uh, perhaps people playing it later, would you recommend to them that they avoid information as much as possible? Because obviously, the more the world gets explored, the more it gets documented. And in relation to that, uh, what would you recommend to new starters? Um, so. If you're not, if you're gonna put off playing it, um, you can go ahead and look at all the stuff you want because, as even though I was seeing some routine stuff, there's like, like there was one spot where like I was standing on a planet and I looked up and there were two planets, one behind the other, and then I looked to the right and there was the moon hanging in the sky yeah. and it was just awesome, and that kind of that kind of stuff you can definitely see in screenshots and you can still be kind of part of that and I don't think that looking at that stuff is really going to diminish that awe because you're going to find random stuff like that when you play regardless. Um, So I don't think really you're going to be missing out if you like look at screenshots and whatever. That's totally fine. Um, It's just when you play for several hours and you're like, okay, I'm going to shoot this plant again because I need the carbon, but I've seen plants like this before, you know, Um, the, the image is, is, quite amazing as an image it's really the repetitive action that kind of wears you down um and then uh as for like when you're starting out get inventory space um this this is a pretty common criticism of the game is the inventory management but really um the only thing you have to really focus on is um there's little spots where you put in a chip into this beacon and you can search for certain things. You search for shelter that will bring you generally to a drop pod where you can upgrade your, your inventory, your personal inventory. Um, and that's permanent. Unlike the ships where you might find another ship upgrade and maybe it has a fantastic warp drive. So you will take that even though it'll cost you a spot of inventory in your ship, but for your, suit for your own personal inventory that never goes away you use the same suit as far as i can tell for for 
forever. The only thing is that each time you upgrade your suit, it uh, costs 10,000 units, and it increases 10,000 units each time. So it can get to be kind of expensive. But I've added probably 25 slots to my suit at this point, and I just oh, I never good. run out of inventory. So it's it's by far the most permanent upgrade that you can get in the game because most of the upgrades are not permanent. They t- take up inventory space. So you want to use the upgrades that you need at any given time. If you are on a water planet, you want to build uh, an apparatus that's going to help you breathe underwater and upgrade your suit that way. But only a small percentage of the planets are actually like that and benefit from that. So most of the planets, you're going to want to free up that spot okay. for something else. So in that regard, by upgrading your inventory, you're creating a very permanent upgrade to your character. So No Man's Sky, it's pretty good. I'm going to try and write a review. No promises because I've got like a thousand things to do today. Um, but I'm going to – I think that's probably the next thing I'm going to try and do is get a written review up. And if the stars align, a video review, but I mm-hmm. don't hold your breath at all. Um Actually, a video so, review would be uh, if you're, pretty cool, uh, obviously, considering how remarkable it is to look at. But yeah, do what you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and do that. Um, but at the very least, I'll, I'll have pictures in my written review. So be sure to look out for that if you're interested in getting more information about it. Um, other than that, I've also been playing Telltale Batman. Mm. I highly approve. Uh, fun game. does have some drawbacks. Um, they do some interesting things with the canon. Um, some, a lot of the characters aren't exactly like you remember them. Um, Harvey Dent is like the, the clearest one where like he's, you know, being Harvey Dent, the politician, whatever. And there's like no illusion that he's going to be yes. Two-Face at any point. Right now, you're just focused on what's going on with him and your relationship to his political career and all this kind of stuff. Maybe he'll turn into Two-Face. With that much focus on it. And they've Um, got, what, five episodes to do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. They will at some point. It's just a matter of when. Absolutely. Not it. And certainly he will. Will it happen this season? Will it happen next season? You know, I mean, we don't have really a concept of when this will happen. And it's – they do stuff with that like that for a few different characters where like they're not really the way you that that you remember them they're a little bit different they tweak a little thing a few little things and it's interesting it's generally better to to treat it as completely separate from the original batman stuff anyway i definitely recommend that yeah it's um it's got a different feel to it it's um it does some interesting things with making you feel like you're batman like rocksteady you beat the crap out of people and you felt like Batman and you snuck up on people and you felt like Batman. But this is a little bit more like it's a, it really is kind of a Bruce Wayne story. Like Bruce Wayne feels more like a character than he probably ever has in like anything, um, which is pretty cool. Well, Bruce Wayne's normally really boring. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be the mask or whatever, you know, but it doesn't feel like he's a mask. It feels more like there's this person who has two different identities, you know, like, like very different from Clark Kent. Clark Kent is the person Superman is just what he does, you know, for fun or whatever, you know, but Superman really isn't a personality. Whereas in this, 
Batman is one personality and Bruce Wayne is another one. Bruce Wayne is still a man haunted by the death of his parents and trying to make Gotham better. And Batman is trying to catch this villain and these bad people and the violence and the thing, you know? So like, it it feels like two different personalities of this one person, um, which is pretty neat. Um, I don't think I did a review for it. I probably would have given it like uh, four stars. Um, uh, so I, I definitely think this first episode is a lot of fun. Definitely worth playing. It's got some slow points. It's a little bit awkward at parts and they repeat stuff all the time that really doesn't need repeating. And you just kind of roll your eyes a little bit. Hopefully that'll get better. Um, but I, I definitely recommend giving it a shot um, if you have the chance. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. I uh, And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I am too, actually. I've got it ready to go. Oh, come on, man. But just yet. Yeah. Uh, um, I think they yeah. did a review on... You should see my backlog. Yeah, I, th- I think TA did a review on it, and uh, there should be the um, in video, yes. like, first impressions that is, on TT yeah, that's side that is. too. So, um, and and uh, that's a fantastic video. You should go watch that regardless, because the, um, the guy who did it, he's fantastically entertaining. Um, it's, but you should definitely go check that out if you want a, a, a good idea. I mean, he's got, it's a full video and everything. It's pretty neat. Um, and then finally, I've been playing Pokemon Go, which is completely unrelated. What's Pokemon is really Go? I haven't heard anyone but talking I'm, about that. Said nobody. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know, right? Can, there's, there are remote places in the world ruled by dictatorships and censorship and all sorts of ridiculous stuff. And people still know what Pokemon Go is there because Pokemon Go is ridiculous. Um, it's fun. It's something I play with my wife and it's not hard or anything, but it gets me out and walking about and I just thought I'd mention it. Sure. I mean, everyone is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of dumb and like, I never, I don't really spend a whole lot of time playing it. But like when I'm out and about or whatever, I have it on, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so I think that's pretty much a wrap for us today. Um, I actually expected this to be quite a, kind of a, a short one, but it turns out. I don't know how long it will be after the edit. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if if you're hearing this and the, the thing is only like 20 Because we minutes, all got cut. Um, then... You'll, the fourth That's guy, he got cut again. Yeah, you'll just have to use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. So, it's a shame he had some good jokes. He really did. They were fantastic. Um, a couple of them were off color, um, which is a large part of the reason why we had to cut them. Um, anyways. <laughs> that and we didn't like his face. He had a really bad face. Terrible for for the camera. I, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways. Uh, that's about it for us. Um, if you want to, this is a public call out. If you want to do a community interview, you want somebody to do one. Um, like if you want to nominate somebody, send me a PM. Um, we're always looking for people. We're stretching it out a little bit right now because we are actually a little bit low on, uh, volunteers. So if you want to participate, um, absolutely send us a PM, send me a PM, um, extreme phobia on the site. Um, if you want to give us feedback, please do um, let us know how we're doing. If there's anything dumb that we say all the time or whatever, anything I've try gotten, nice. I mean, all the things please that I've gotten like wrong, uh, please let me know. Cause I would like to know the truth. Yes. Uh, tell us when we're wrong. Um, again, politely, um, you can definitely do that in the, uh, comments 
for the article that this will show up in. You can go on YouTube, uh, sorry, on um, iTunes and, you know, leave a review if you want. Uh, I'm on Twitter at underscore brand foo, B-R-A-N-D-F-U. Um, so you can find me on there and yell at me there if you want. Um, you can also follow the site at True Trophies if you would like to do that. Um, that is a pretty good way of keeping up if you're very much up on news. We post our news articles and um, like with Gamescom coming up, keep track of that and you'll see a lot of the Gamescom news coming up on there. Um, otherwise, I think that's about it for us. Thanks for joining us today. Believe so. I'm sorry? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Just confirming that it was it. Yes. No, Nam was here. <laughs> Prince was here. Brandon was here. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you soon. Uh, have fun. See you. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.